Good Sunday evening, everyone out there watching on Facebook and YouTube. I am, of course, KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents folks talking sports. Going to do things a little bit different. Had to fit her into her into uh, the schedule because he has practice times kind of every other day in the week, which conflicts with some of the shows. But when you have your own show, you can do things like this. I got capabilities, so got a special guest joining me after this mellow vibe. Be right back. Twenty seconds. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in the head coach of Houston Christian University, HCU Women's Basketball, Coach Donna Finney. How are you, Coach? I'm well. How are you, Chris? Did you like that music there? Did you get all mellowed out and smooth? I, I didn't hear it, actually. So, Oh, that's sure. a bummer. Well, okay. For you, I'm sorry, maybe you didn't hear because you were not in studio officially. Yeah. But one more time, Miss Wanda Polk. Good evening to you, Ms. Polk. In honor of Coach Finney, we're going to try again to see if she can hear this mellow vibe music that I like. 20 seconds. No worries. that time i did not hear again but it's okay <laughs> okay well no worries i'll just have to send it to you <laughs> no worries <laughs> okay this is going to be kind of brief i have a question for you sure did you watch the WNBA finals today i did i did um all of I it? Kind of, the whole no, game no, no not all of it I, I i missed the last like three minutes so oh well the game was over by then so that, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah i you know, I think it's going to be a great series, obviously. Um, I think what impressed me was first half was, you know, obviously some of the role players getting more involved. And um, mm -hmm. I thought Jackie Young looked so good, obviously, in, in that game. And um, But there's just so much talent on both teams. And for me, you know, I want our players to be watching that. I want younger, you know, female basketball players to be watching that because, I, I would say that for me this year, more than any year before, I think the league's had more visibility in a positive way. Um, and we have to keep building on that. So the more that we as female coaches and, and players are watching the league and supporting the league, the more it's going to grow. And obviously with the announcement of a new franchise um, over in the Bay Area, it, it just shows, you know, the growth that the women's games had this year. Yes, it's a good thing, but... You know me. You've known me for a while. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yes, and Miss Wanda knows as well. Anyone watching on mm -hmm. YouTube and Facebook, I think the ship has sailed and sunk yeah. regarding the WNBA returning to the city of Houston. But uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on how long have we been in Houston, for those who don't know? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. 
Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So you missed the comments because they were gone in two thousand. I did, right? but yeah. I was lucky. I was lucky enough when I was coaching with our national team. I brought our team over here, and we attended a couple of comments games um, with the team. So I was lucky enough to actually see them play in the Toyota Center, um, and okay. obviously, and obviously, very lucky that I have their former coach as our play-by-play announcer for our home games too. So uh, we and get how, to talk a lot about that. How is van chancellor i haven't talked to him in a few weeks but i know he's excited about the season starting again and one thing that i really love about van his obvious passion for the women's game you know i see him he's going out to different high schools he's always keen to encourage the younger generation that are coming through and um it's funny because sometimes um those kids maybe don't know who he is, which mm-hmm. I kind of scratch my head and say, how do you not know him? And I forget how young some of them are, <laughs> but then when you tell him, tell them his resume, they immediately go, Oh, wow. You know, and then are interested to ask him questions and um, you know, his experience and his, his knowledge of people in the game as well is just incredible. So it's always fun when you have a conversation with him because you come away learning new nuggets that, you know, you can take forward with you. Agreed. Well, please, when you do speak with him, tell him I said hi. I and I had a number for him. I'm not sure if it's still the same. So let me know if it is the same and I'll try to call him again because he and I, a few years ago, we, I mean, we could still kind of share the same passion and would like to see the WNBA return. Of course. To Houston. Yeah. But of course. whatever. Yeah. We're here to talk about your team, your squad. Yep. And first off, your non conference schedule. Going to yeah. pull it up and take a look at it, and that's coach. That's a tough schedule. There, it is. Um, <laughs> your your thoughts on it? Go ahead. It is tough. Um, it's it's even tougher when you consider we have five true freshmen and one redshirt freshman um, in our program this year. So um, it's kind of a baptism of fire for them, right? They're going to get thrown in against some really tough teams, and uh, I'm excited about it because. You know, I think obviously um, it's always good when you can play Houston teams. So opening up with Houston area teams is great. Um, But I think also we've got some teams in there that we can really learn a lot about ourselves. Um, And that's what you hope you take from from those bigger games um, to prepare us for for conference. And we have a pretty long gap after we play that last game on December 18th. Um, before we start conference play on January 4th. But I think with as many young players as we have, we need that to really regroup, mm-hmm. figure out what we learned from the non-conference schedule and prepare for what's going to be a pretty tough conference schedule too. As a coach, and how can I word this? How is it difficult to keep your team, your players keep their heads up, keep them confident in themselves. If they go, uh, when they go against power five teams and don't play well or play well and still lose by a lot. I mean, I think when you're a basketball player, you want to compete against the best, right? And so as a coach, you want that, but as a player as well, a true basketball player who loves the game wants to be competing against the best. And, there's always something you can take. I mean, when we played at LSU last year, um, we did, you know, we lost the game by a significant amount, but we took from it that we won the first quarter by a point. 
And okay. so you take those small things and, you know, why did we win that? Well, we shot the ball pretty well. We came off screens well. You know, there were certain things that we did. And so I think you can always take something from those games. And that's what's about really trying to get them to focus on what we can get from the, from those games and how they individually can be better um, against those better players. It also shows up your deficiencies so much. And although going into conference play, we're not playing against, you know, the level of Virginia Tech or KU, etc. But I think, you know, if kids are struggling to get open on the wing, for example, which is something we've had to work on a lot this these past few weeks, it, it really shows against those power five teams. And so, you know, you've got video from, you know, live opponents to say, hey, this is, we still need to work on this. And these are things that we're going to have to improve on going into conference play. So there's tangible things we can take from those games. And really, that's the important thing. Staying focused on what we have to do for when we go into conference play. Do you have a practice squad? We do. Um, they're actually starting with us next week. So, um, yeah, we do. We have five guys, which is great. And how long have you utilized guys for practice? Um, probably over the last five years, we've had squads on and off. COVID kind of obviously, that was a little block in the road for us. But uh, we're back using guys again. And we, we had a squad last year, um, pretty much the same guys this year. Um, I think it's great for us, particularly in conference play with those short turnarounds, um, being able to have them run opposition scouts for us and prepare us. We have two scrimmages coming up. And so, you know, having them, you know, prepare some of the looks that we're going to see in those scrimmages so the girls can kind of be ready for that is it, so vital for us. And I really appreciate them. I mean, these guys are not on scholarship. They're not, you know, really getting anything from us, but they're really, really good kids. And, and I, make a point of making sure they're appreciated every time they come and our girls do too. Um, so we're really thankful for having them around. Is it difficult to put together a non-conference schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was this one you know, more difficult than others? Uh, no, I think, you know, we face the same challenges every year. And, uh, you know, for me, it's about making sure that, there are certain things that we can do to prepare our kids for conference. Um, there's certain teams that, you know, I, I would like to play regularly. And um, I think that those teams help us prepare for conference play. And, um, but it's definitely not easy. Um, and I'll say this, like we get bombarded because everybody wants to come to Houston and play, you know, they have Texas players. And so I'm sure it's the same with some of the Dallas teams. It's always, you know, we have a kid on our team from Texas. We want to play, in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really hard because, you know, for me, I have to think about, okay, what constitutes a good home and home for travel purposes? And if we can match that up with a guarantee game, then that's great. But if it's, you know, somewhere that's on the East Coast and we can't, you know, match up with a guarantee game, then we're not able to do that. So um, there's a lot of things that go into our decision making for, for scheduling, for sure. I want to pull up the schedule again. And out of, out of these games, are any of these, like Virginia Tech and A&M, Kansas, Texas Tech, Wichita State, are any of those home-and-home -home matchups? No, they're all guarantee games. Oh, so what is that, five guarantee games? Is that, is that um, typical for your non-conference schedule? Have that uh, any? 
it's usually four, three to four. Um, so this is definitely a tougher year than normal. And, you know, we did have a tournament that we were supposed to be playing in um, the week before Thanksgiving that didn't end up happening. And that kind of meant that we had to, you know, look at our schedule again and try and pick up a couple of extra games. And that's, you know, the A&M game and the Virginia Tech game were late additions. So. Well, you picked up two tough opponents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> late additions. Yeah, exactly. What, what, how will the conference look this year? HCU is in the Southland. So how is it going to be competitive as usual? I think so. Yeah. We actually have our media days uh, tomorrow, Tuesday over in Louisiana. And, um, you know, the, some of the best players in the league will be there. Um, and I think on the women's side, it's going to be extremely competitive. Um, there's a lot of teams that return, you know, a good chunk of players, but there's also a few teams that have a lot of newcomers too, that are unknown. And, um, but we have some new coaches in the league that, that come in with a really good pedigree um, from the division two level and um, have, you know, been very successful at that level. So I think, you know, there's going to be some different looks this year, but for sure, as always in the Southland, a very competitive league. Who are some players on your roster that fans should pay attention to this season? Well, I think our fifth years, uh, D. Collins and Kennedy Wilson uh, will be two of our biggest, should be two of our biggest contributors. They're, they're still there. They're still here. I know, it, you know. That's good for you. It. It's great for me. It's great. But uh, Kennedy asked me a while ago, Coach, are you going to cry on senior day? And I was kind of joking with her you know, saying, no, I'll be throwing a party. You guys have been here forever, you know, <laughs> but um, it is sad. It's sad to think about them. This is their last, you know, year here. And both of them have been so loyal to us and um, to the program. And, you know, I'm excited for them. They go out and having a great year. Um, I think the biggest thing for me this year is the evolution of the group underneath them. So mm -hmm. Anya McGuire, um, who's a senior, and then Elizabeth Matadi and Amy Cotton. And I think, you know, we've seen all three of those players this preseason really step up. I mean, is I think there's always that way, right, where they're underclassmen and they're going up against, you know, seniors in fifth years. And so, you know, they, they kind of defer a little bit to those upperclassmen, but they have really stepped up this year. And um, I think Enya... We've, we've looked at moving Enya off ball a little bit because she's such a great shooter. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we've we've put some things in where I think she'll get really good catch and shoot opportunities. Um, so that could help her offense even more. Um, and then for me, Liz is is looking just fantastic at the moment. I mean, she's she runs the floor so well. Um, at 6'4", she's, you know, a good-sized body, and she's really demanding the ball in the paint more than she ever has. And, and that's what we need. So, you know, she's, she's been really solid in this preseason. And Amy, unfortunately, is out with a concussion right now, but she's looked the best she's been, you know, since arriving here as a freshman. So I think those three are going to be big for us going forward. But, you know, we also have a transfer, a 6'5 transfer, um, who came to us from Williston College up in North Dakota, um, she's actually from Australia, and um, she and Liz have been having some battles in the paint uh, regularly in practice, and it's nice because they both really demand the ball in the paint, and so um, it's 
you know, our offense has changed a little bit this year because of that. We're trying to keep those two in the paint a little bit more. Um, but there's been some good battles in practice. And so I think Yaz will be, you know, a good contributor for us because of her ability to run the floor and block shots and, and demand the ball in the paint. So, yeah, I think there's going to be some new faces contributing that haven't been seen before, which is good. Is Inya the, the last Maguire sister? No, she's not. And I was about to start talking about the youngest and the last one. <laughs> okay. Erin McGuire um, is the youngest of the three. She redshirted last year. Um, she was dealing with a couple of injuries, but um, is healthy again. And Erin um, is a true point guard. She really sees the floor well, makes great decisions with the ball in her hands, coming off of ball screens. Um, and this year, what I've seen from her, which I love, is her ability to create her own offense. And she's done a really good job consistently daily in practice with that in, at all three levels. Um, and and she just looks so much stronger and more confident this year. So that's great having her in the rotation along with Kennedy and Enya, you know, but having Erin as well is, you know, just great going forward. She's a great leader, very vocal, um, and someone that I think will be a huge contributor for us going forward. How many international players on this year's roster? Oh, you put me on the spot a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we actually have two uh, international freshmen um, who are from Sweden. And they're our first Swedish players. Uh, Tove and Mikola both, I think, have a chance to, to play good minutes. They're very different. Tove is you know more of a shooter but high iq um really sees the floor well her passing ability against zones is has really stood out to me um so you know i can see her being pretty versatile um playing a couple of positions and then mccall is just an athlete just a really good athlete can get to the rim um very aggressive defensively sometimes a little too much where i have to give her that look to get her hands off but um you know she's a very intense athlete um, and she rebounds the ball really well from the guard spot. So I, I sense that those two will will be able to contribute. They're very mature. And I think that's the thing I'll say about our freshman class, Chris. This is the most mature freshman class I've had since I've been at HCU. It's um, good. Five freshmen, um, true freshmen coming in and extremely mature in, in every way, not just on the court. Um, off the court, socially, just a really, really good group um, that all have a chance to contribute. Um, so, obviously, with with Toby and Mikola, um as international freshmen, we also have Yasmin as a sophomore transfer, and then Joe Ollie, who's um, returning to us as a sophomore from Luxembourg, who I think will also be a um, potential starter for us this year, um, and then two McGuire's. So... And Amy. So actually seven, seven of our 14 are international. How did you learn about them? All the kids or? Your international players. Did you, you got connections, friends, you saw them play somewhere. Someone sent you, what is it now? I don't know, video, tape, a clip. <laughs> How does that work? Um, yeah, I mean, on this group, the McGuire's obviously started with the older sister, Anna. Um, and that was through a connection of mine. Um, and then, you know, obviously they, I saw the two younger ones and 
I mean, I could I could speak for an hour about that family, but just incredible culture players and incredible program kids, you know, and I, I joke, but I wish they would, you know, pop out a couple other Maguires, but <laughs> they're done with they're done with that, they tell me. So um but just really, really good kids and um and they've been great for our program, no doubt. Um, but everybody else, yes, a couple of were three people I knew, and then um, others were, you know, film that we were sent. And um, you know, you 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 know the level. Well, I know the level that they're playing against over there, so it's kind of easy to judge the transition over here um, and how they'll be able to play. What kind of what level of Division One they are. So um, yeah, I think you know we've been pretty lucky with the international players we've had because. The majority have been pretty big contributors for us. Did the did Zoom make make it easier for you to recruit international players, or more difficult because of the difference in time? Um, I don't think it really changed because, like, I usually WhatsApp all of our international players, okay. and you can video call on that. So I think, you know, that's something that I've always done. You know, and back in the day when I forgot you, you were more tech savvy than me. So I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say that. But um, back in the day, it was Skype, you know, when I first moved mm -hmm. over here. And that's how I did my interview, actually, to come over here in the first place. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, the time difference is tough. I'm recruiting a young lady from Australia right now in the 25 class and trying to get her on the phone is tough with with her schedule and the time difference in her schedule is, you know, it isn't easy. So, you know, texting in between times is, you know, it's kind of a stopgap, but it's definitely not easy with the time difference when you're talking about 16 or 15 and a half hours difference. How would you define the HCU culture for women's basketball, Coach Finney? I think without doubt, family, you know, I think, the closeness of this group and every group I've had is about, you know, knowing that we all trust each other and knowing that we have each other's backs, um, that we'll do anything for each other. And, um, you know, I, I say that because I was getting, you know, stuck here earlier because one of our girls texted me, she was at the pharmacy trying to pick up maids that weren't there for her. And she's like, what do I do? And they're saying like, she's an adult, you know, like let her figure it out. But, you know, as a coach, you want to make sure that they have everything they need. And so I always answer them when when I see something from them. And um, I want them to know that we do have their back, whatever the situation is. And, and my staff is very much the same way. And I'm really lucky with the staff that I have that they feel the same way about that culture of family. And, um, you know, I never doubt that they put the players first every day. And so that's been so important for me whoever we have on our staff that, that we put our players first every day. Have you changed, evolved as a head coach? And if so, how? Yes. I actually talked with uh, one of my former assistant coaches from my national team back home. And she told me I've gone soft since I, oh. I coached there. Yeah. Um, I think I, you have to change. You have to evolve as a head coach. And um, it's, you know, none of us are perfect. Uh, we have our own strengths and weaknesses and um, thing, things around us change and we have to be able to adapt when those things change. And I think no more so than when we went through COVID, right? Like all of us were adapting every day with things that we'd never been hit with before. And so 
I very much was an A-type coach who needed to be super organized and um, I had my practice plans done and, you know, it couldn't be, couldn't deviate from that. That was it. That was the plan. And we were going to execute that plan. And, um, you know, you go through COVID and that doesn't happen. And, you know, some games you have seven kids available because of COVID and you, you learn, you have to be more adaptable. So I think I've definitely changed in that way where, you know, I've been able to react to things differently um, and maybe not being as rigid in my planning. Um, obviously still have my plan in place, but be able to adapt when it changes. Whereas previously, I didn't want any part of that. So um, I think that's been a big, you know, change in my coaching style for sure. This year's roster has 14 players. You said one is uh, dealing with a concussion. How's everybody else doing health-wise? Uh, right now we're we're not great, um, but it's it's all small things, and you know. And I, I actually said to our trainer yesterday, I'm glad it's all happening now, um, because you know you get it out of the way with as many kids out with different things and throat infections and flu and you know really bad allergies, all those kind of things, and that tends to happen at this time of year. So there's nothing really serious um, that should stop anyone playing. You know, we don't have any season-ending injuries or anything, so. Um, I think we just got to get back on court this week. This last week has been pretty tough for us because we've had so many people out. Um, but I think this week we should have some people back and, um, you know, start hitting practice, practicing full on again. And we have our practice guys starting this week and that's going to help hugely. Um, again, I feel like if what happened last week with as many people sick and hurt um, had happened pre-COVID, I would have been thrown a fit. But, you know, now it's, okay, we just got to adjust and we have to change our plan. And every morning it was something different. You know, our trainer would walk in my office last week and I was like, okay, who, who's out now? Um, but again, like nothing serious. So um, it's just trying to get through this rough patch and we'll get everybody back healthy, hopefully here in the next week or so. Are you going to media day? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. You bring any players? I'm bringing Dee Collins with me. Yeah. She deserves that. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dee has a chance to have a really great year. Um, I think she has a different mindset this year. Um, her consistency in practice has been, uh, you know, really special. Um, you know, and she's she's very dominant every day in practice, and that's exactly what you want from your leading scorer. Um, you know, I, I don't have to get on her about looking a score, which I've had to do previously. Um, and, you know, I think she's taken on more of a leadership role. Um, she's not the most vocal person naturally, but she has definitely, you know, done a great job with the freshmen, integrating them into what we expect daily. And the example that she sets every day um, has really rubbed off. But, you know, like I say, this is a mature freshman group and they've done a tremendous job picking up everything that, that we were trying to teach. But, but Dee has been the leader in that for sure. Are you a sports fan? American sports? <clears throat> Some, yes. <laughs> and what are they? Because I'm, I'm, we've talked a whole bunch of times over the years, and I've never asked you that. What what sports do you like? Uh, American sports. I like watching baseball. Um, are you an Astros fan? Of course, of course. Okay, see, that's why I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. That's why I asked. Right. I wanted to know. I want... feel like we got like 35 minutes or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I obviously love soccer um, because I grew up 
watching soccer back in Scotland. But see, but see you said soccer. So yeah. You really are. You really are American. <laughs> well, I am because I'm their citizen as well, Chris. So that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. And I did congratulate you on that, didn't I? You did. Did I do that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do. And, and actually, I'm really starting to get into football. Our football team, if any of them see this, will laugh because I went to talk with them about a month ago. Um, coach asked me to go and, and just visit with them about, you know, championship culture and and what it takes to win um at hcu and um how we did it winning the conference you know two mm -hmm. years ago and um so it was interesting but i did admit to them that i don't know all the rules of football so that someone in that room by the end of this year needs to make sure that i know the rules properly um and i've really enjoyed watching them this year uh, they had a tough game yesterday but they're a really great bunch of guys and you know i see the difference in collectively as a group when they're practicing but also individually when they're walking around campus i see the difference in those guys and i think the biggest thing that that's attributed to is the way that the coaches are pouring into them um the positivity they're getting from the coaching staff this year is tremendous so um i think there's going to be big shift in that program here pretty soon it, it doesn't happen overnight um and it's a tough job you know i i I think Coach Shealy was, you know, did a great job um, building that program, mm -hmm. and Coach Harris is now taking it another step. And um, I think they're going to have some success here in the next couple of years for sure because that staff works really hard, and and you can see the difference they're making in those young men's lives. So, side note here, uh, Miss Miss Wanda and Tony, y'all heard that about coaching and the impact and positivity and all. all everything coach finney said there i'm not going to um deviate from her time here to discuss a certain coach in football but um y'all know where i'm going with that anyhow yeah uh she has kind of probably knows who i'm talking about too without naming any names he coaches my alma mater and um i'll just leave it at that okay <clears throat> <laughs> Hey, if Chris, they comment on it, if they comment, see, see, coach, Miss Wanda <laughs> said she literally wrote it down. Well, words, see, I live with a, a cougar, remember? And so, I, yes, I know. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, there's been a lot of discussions in our household recently as well about what you're talking about. I won't say <laughs> it. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, I, I'm always the person in, in our house that will defend coaches. So, um and, and, and i, I, I respect I that i will never criticize another coach because you don't know what's going on in their program you really don't uh, the daily issues that are going on so uh, you know i don't want to say anything bad about any other coach regardless of which sport it is because i know from our program there's a lot of things that that go on that people don't know about so oh i respect that about you and you know at some point i'll, I'll drag it out of you off off air so it, it's okay no worries there whatsoever. Since you are an Astros fan. Yes. You have any predictions on this series or just want to go on tonight's game? Well, I, okay. I think we'll win again tonight. Um, okay. But I would like to see the Astros and Rangers in the next round. I think that would be a good matchup and could make some for, for some uh, good Houston Dallas banter that I can have with our, with our players so 
that it's always good when Houston and Dallas square off in anything. And of mm-hmm. course, it's much better when Houston wins those Absolutely. matchups. Uh-huh. So, okay, you got the Astros winning tonight. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Will it be a sweep? Because it's best of five in this round. So it'll be a sweep? I think they might drop one game. So Okay. Yeah. Miss Wanda's a huge Houston sports teams fan. So let's see if she agrees with your prediction on tonight. <laughs> Tony M as well. I think these two folks are, are loyal supporters of the Houston round bar review. So very appreciative. Every time they t- take time yeah. to spend time here. I got to get, I got to get this into them. Cause they might appreciate this thing that I'm really excited about the Rockets this year. I really am. Um, How we, excited are you? Well, we're taking our team, uh, a week on Friday to the heat game, the preseason okay. game. I think that's mm-hmm. maybe the last ones. Um, right. And then I'm going to, I think my first real game will be the day after Thanksgiving um, because that we're actually off that day. So um, I'm excited that we, I don't get to go that often, obviously during our season mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, but um, I have really enjoyed watching some of these young guys. And um, I think that, with the additions that they have, I I think that this year could be a little bit different. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Does does that does your hope extend to play in playoffs? I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tony, mm-hmm. Tony M. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Rocket fans see they saw Coach Finney and didn't see Rockets part of you know any in a subject of this show. They tuned <laughs> out. Uh, they'll love to hear that Coach Finney's got the Rockets going to the play, play in or play off. Which is it? Seven, eight, nine, ten C. Which of those four I spots? Think, I think they'll make it straight in. I don't think they'll have to do a play in this year. Oh yeah. I'm just saying. I, I I don't know. I think you know Fred Van Vliet. I'm a big fan of him. I think mm-hmm. as a leader, as a professional, um, I, I think his. His IQ and the way that he works can really help some of these young guys settle. Um, but I'm looking for a big year, a big year from Shingun. I'm a big fan. Um, so I'm hoping that he'll have a, a better year, more consistent year this year. So thanks, there Tony. You Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm kind of standing alone because I don't have them going to the play in nor playoff. I got to win like 36 games. Oh, but that's an improvement from last year. Sure. But yeah. for for fans of the show, that's not enough, Chris. You're wrong. You're wrong. You know, yeah, we'll we'll see. But it's it's okay. But you got <laughs> fans right there. So Coach Donna Finney's got the Rockets going to playoffs. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach. On that happy note, we're gonna I'm gonna let you go. Prepare for the Astros game, Game Two. Yeah. Because it starts in 30 minutes. It does. So I don't know if you have to do any you know, pregame rituals or anything like that to you know, <laughs> get your good luck charms or however you want to do it to watch the game. But yep. you go ahead and do that. So thank you very much. I'll have a safe trip tomorrow. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, we'll keep in touch as always. And and she's one of the good ones. So Tony is correct. She is one of the good ones too. Uh, um, she's, she talks to me. And sometimes <laughs> even when she, she was with me, she helped uh, when my mom was going through her health issues and, my mom passed away. So Coach Finney, she, she is a good person. And I commend you and salute you for everything you do for me. So thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Back at you. You take thank care you. and enjoy your Astros. You too. Go Astros. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
these final moments of this, because I know Tony's going to watch the Astros as well. I'm going to play this clip from earlier today at the Rockets liftoff party. Look at the youngsters dancing. Look at, and I mean youngsters as in the rookies, Matthew Meyer, Cam Wilmore. And if you want to call whatever Amin Thompson's doing besides standing on the floor, on the court, just kind of moving, he looks like how I would dance in public, which is not much at all. Take a look at this. I just want y'all to see that. Y'all and y'all have a good night. That was fun. We enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Good turnout early today at the Rockets lift up party. Dylan Brooks is the best dancer on the squad, apparently. Amin Thompson. Uh, I guess he's too shy to dance, or maybe he just can't. Or he just dances with the ball in his hands while during the ball games. Maybe that's it as well. Everyone, enjoy the Astros game two tonight. Thank you for watching, Tony, Miss Wanda, everybody watching on YouTube and Facebook. This edition, episode 111 of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. Notice Miss Wanda didn't chime in about the dance moves. Maybe she's just like, these youngsters don't have anything in, at all for me, so <laughs> I don't know. But hopefully, Tony, hopefully so. Trade the rhythm gene for the point guard gene. Hopefully so. Coach Donna Finney, HCU, thank you very much for, for joining the show this evening. She and D. Collins will be in the Southland Conference meet today, Monday, Tuesday. I will be in Dallas for the American Athletic Conference meet today on Monday. So I got to give me some sleep. So y'all wish me safe travels Monday. I'll be back Tuesday in time for the Rockets preseason home opener. <laughs>
against the Indiana Pacers. And hopefully, Jarris Walker, Houston Cougar, will get some minutes for the Pacers in that game. Clips posted from today's liftoff are on YouTube at Houston Round Bar Review. Everywhere, also TikTok and Instagram, some clips as well. Spread the word about the channel. Thank you for those who are, are new to the channel, new to this show. More content coming throughout this season on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. In case you don't know, since 1994, the Houston Round Ball Review, local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. Tony M. Wanda, y'all take care. Be safe. Peace.